RadioInfluence.com. Hello, food lovers. It is not every day that I get the honor of having a Food Network star on my podcast. So to say that I am honored is an understatement. She is also a celebrity chef, a restaurateur, and winner of the Master of the Q Championship that was featured on the Food Network's Barbecue Brawl from the Flay versus Simon series. I would like to present to you guys one of my favorite people in Tampa, Leanne Whippen. How are you, Leanne? Oh, you're so sweet. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, just dealing with all the changes going on in the world right now, trying to, you know, just take one day at a time. It's it's a little bit tough, but, you know, plugging along. <laughs> it is one day at a time. I Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for, you know, taking the time. I just, I admire you so much. I love your, your barbecue. It's incredible. And I have to say, like, the first time I met you, I was so nervous. I I really was. I don't know why, but... I was. And I mean, you're just, you're so sweet and down to earth. And I'm just, I'm so glad that you're here in Tampa. So glad. I am too. Um, I have really, I've only been here a couple of years, but I absolutely love it here. I do too. I've actually been here. I've lost track. Um, I think I'm going on 14 years, 15. It's been a while, but... I do like it. So I wanted to just kind of, you know, talk to you a little bit about how you got started in the barbecue world, just kind of your background and all that good stuff. Well, uh, my dad was born and raised on my grandmother's hog farm in Lexington, Missouri. So I got introduced to really great barbecue out there when we'd visit her and, you know, go to Arthur Bryant's and Gates, all the, you know, really great old school barbecue places. And then my dad would cook barbecue all the time in the backyard, and so it became a family tradition. And in 1996, we got involved with the Kansas City Barbecue Society and got certified as judges. And that was when I decided, you know what, I want to try to compete. So I was in Atlanta at the time, and they had the Stone Mountain Georgia State Championship. And I called up my dad and I said, let's compete. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, he had a great big Oklahoma Joe cooker. And he said, oh, sure, why not? And I said, oh, and dad, they're doing a whole hog competition too. How about if we do that? He goes, no, let's not do that. He said, but we'll go ahead and compete. So I hang up the phone and it was like two minutes later, he calls me back and he said, what size hog do you want me to get? (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up going, I'll never forget it. 96 teams. We ended up winning grand champion, got fifth in whole hog and got invited to the Royal, which is where all of the state champions go and compete. And we won first place in pork. So I was really hooked at the time and just continued to compete with my dad. And then invariably I ended up doing it on my own. And uh, I was in the hotel food and beverage industry for 15 years. And I really wanted to, you know, do these competitions, but you can't make a living at it. It, It's just, it costs a lot to compete. So I decided to research rigs and I ended up getting a 24 foot trailer with a big pit on it and thought, okay, I'm going to go vent. So I quit my hotel job and hit the road and it allowed me to compete in barbecue and also, you know, make some money vending. And then I decided to take on the restaurant world six years later in 2002 and open up my first restaurant, Woodchicks Barbecue in Chesapeake, Virginia. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's, I mean, that's what a, what a great background. I mean, you have so much experience. <laughs> 
Yeah, I really got into the restaurants probably more than I should have. So I opened up three wood chicks in Chesapeake, Virginia, and then went to Chicago and opened up a very high-end, beautiful place, uh, Chicago Q, and then Southern Cup Barbecue, and then came down to Tampa two years ago. And the reason why I came to Tampa is my daughter went to USF and she was starting a family and having, you know, our first grandchild. And I knew that was around the corner. So I came down here primarily for that reason. And also that my mom is down in Naples. So um, it really worked out uh, to open up a place down here. I had done some work with some local Tampa people who are now my partners and it all just, you know, worked out and we ended up opening the Devil Piggy about a year and a half ago. It's amazing. Time flies. It really is. And I'll never forget the first time I went there for, you know, the kind of the friends and family. And I was just blown away by everything. And I'm so lucky that it's only a couple of miles from my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say under the current circumstances, I was uh, a little dismayed that we opened up such a small place. But in hindsight, it's been a godsend because... We were really known for, you know, takeout and delivery, and that's really, you know, what's going on right now. And so we've been very fortunate in that we've kept 100% of our employees on staff and also have not reduced any of their hours. So we appreciate the local community supporting us and allowing us to continue to, you know, keep our doors open. Absolutely. Yeah, I've actually, you know, I've been talking to a lot of different restaurant owners lately and, you know, some people are doing very well and some are really struggling and it's just my heart goes out to them because who would have thought this would ever happen? Yeah, it's really, um, so I was driving home today and I see these two kids running, running, racing down the, you know, the sidewalk and I'm like, oh, that's so great to see the kids running. And they turn around and they had face masks on and my heart just sunk. I'm like, how did we get to this point? You know, I, I just, it's just a really weird feeling. I know. That's one thing that's just been kind of weird for me is going out shopping and just seeing people wearing a mask because it's, it's almost, it's a little bit scary because you don't, you can't see their face. Yeah. And it just kind of, kind of freaks me out a little bit, but. Yeah, it's, it's different for sure. Um, so anyway, we're hanging in there and again, very grateful to the community and we're trying to give back. Um, you know, we partnered with the West Florida foster care services and we've, uh, worked with them on delivering, uh, family meals to families in need. So it's, you know, we're trying to give back and, um, you know, we've changed our menu a little bit, you know, because of the situation. So we offer family meals, um, you know, at the restaurant. And, uh, so as I said, we're hanging in there and, uh, you know, just taking it day by day. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys are, are fantastic. I mean, I just had some of food a week ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's always delicious. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Now, what kind of tips would you give to someone like I really am not very good at doing anything barbecue. I think chicken wings is all I've really been able to master. And during this time, I'm trying to kind of work on my skills and practice. So what kind of tips would you have for someone who's just beginning to kind of delve into the barbecue world? Well, you mentioned the most important thing, practice. You really need to practice, practice. And you know, you don't have to invest in equipment that's super expensive. I started on a Weber Smoky Mountain Bullet and, or you can even start on a Weber Kettle uh, where, you know, you can learn how to smoke and, and use a variety of woods. Fortunately, now, you know, the grocery stores are much different in their shelving. They have all different flavored woods, different dry rubs. You know, back in the day, you always had to make everything on your own. And so, you know, it's easy to get things, you know, via Amazon or whatever. But I like to experiment with different woods on different meats. Um, 
And again, you can reference the internet for different flavor profiles. Like I, I'm a big fan of cherry wood because I think it lends itself to a really nice smoke ring on meats. Um, and it's, it's a nice light, you know, fruity wood, like apple wood, and then maybe incorporate some hickory or oak. Um, and again, you know, you can, you can find these dry rub recipes that are a lot less expensive to make at home than to buy off of the shelves. And so pick what you like, the ingredients that you see in the recipes, and of course, look at reviews and that'll save you a lot of money and, and headache too. And um, also, I, I would highly recommend investing in high-quality meat because that is really where it all begins. And so good good meats, um, you know, play around with different woods, and also don't over-smoke. A lot of people think, oh, the more wood I put on it, the better it's going to be. You only need a couple handfuls of, you know, chips that have been soaked in water and drained, uh, you know, for like a chicken or maybe three chunks of wood. That's it. Uh, because you get that bitterness if you oversmoke. So start off light and then build up as you practice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually going to try some stuff tomorrow, so I'm excited. I'll have to let you know how it turns out. I'm- I would love to hear about it. And also another uh, tip is uh, definitely look at brining your meats. That really helps with the tenors, primarily in poultry. I actually did an article that's coming out in June for Food Network magazine about brining chicken. And it's really simple to do and well worth the time and it doesn't cost a lot and it will really change a piece of meat into something that's very uh, moist and delicious. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I can't wait to read it. Mm-hmm. And what would you say if you had to pick just one dish for somebody who has, you know, doesn't have a lot of time to throw something together that's barbecue related, what would you recommend sticking with maybe a chicken or does it really matter what type of meat? Well, chicken is probably the quickest thing because ribs, if, you know, in my opinion, ribs are going to, you know, a rack of ribs are going to take three and a half, four hours where you can smoke. Uh, believe it or not, we use thighs at the restaurant because they're so forgiving and they keep, you know, nice and tender and they don't take any time at all. It's, you know, 45 minutes at like 275 and put some dry rub on it. And always remember that, um, you know, if you're going to sauce your meat, always sauce it you know, 15 minutes before it's done. Don't do it early on because there's a lot of sugar in the sauces and that will burn if you put it all on too soon. So just be careful of that. Oh, that's an excellent tip. Thank you so much. Sure. (laughs) This is probably a a silly question, but I have an air fryer, which I've been using a lot lately because it's so quick and easy, especially having kids and being a single mom. Have you ever done anything with an air fryer? So that's very, I find that very humorous because my mom (laughs) bought me an air fryer for Christmas. And so I've been working with that the past two weeks and I am delighted with the results. So it crisps the outside, keeps, you know, the meat tender on the inside Mm -hmm. and you can use dry rubs on that as well. And you aren't getting all the fat from, you know, deep fat frying. So Mm -hmm. I I am finding that it is a great tool and it's easy cleanup and it really produces some great food. I absolutely love mine. Um, Have you heard of the Inner Bay Meat Market in South Tampa? I have. I go, I I live walking distance from there and I've been going and getting their, you know, their full chicken wings. My Uh kids love them. And I just put some simple seasonings, put them in there and they're just, they love them and it's just yep. been great. It's been so much fun. Chicken, yeah, chicken wings are one of my favorites. And even chicken drummies in the air fryer, very, very good. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a fun thing to play around with. Absolutely. Now, how did you come up with the concept for Deviled Pig? Was it something you had been thinking about or did it just kind of evolve when you moved to Tampa? 
Well, one of my partners um, actually has lived in Tampa, you know, for years way back with family. And uh, we have been talking about barbecue for quite a few years. So he had some thoughts. It was really a culmination of of trying to incorporate Tampa flavors. So the deviled crab, which, of course, I think was founded in Ybor City, uh, Mm -hmm. we decided to kind of do a play on that. Our signature dish is the deviled pig and our our namesake, obviously. And so we've taken out the crab, put in smoked pork, sautéed peppers and onions, and then I make this sriracha sauce, and then encrusted in panko, and then deep fat fry and put our pig powder seasoning on top. So... That is kind of how the whole thing started. And then we wanted to, you know, work with our local um, companies like Mike's Pies. We have their key lime tart and we all the bread that we use is from La Segunda. Even our wood comes from Black Dog Firewood. So we really wanted to, you know, work with uh, local suppliers and then also come up with some dishes like our, you know, our pitmaster Cuban, which is smoked turkey and pork and bologna, Swiss cheese. And then we have our um, our pirate, you know, mustard sauce and uh, our shipwreck sandwich. So we have signature sandwiches that kind of, you know, have Tampa uh, flavors, you know, kind of, I would say, infused into our barbecue. So it isn't just straight up, you know, the standard barbecue. We have some really... Uh, different things that we're trying to do. We even do smoked bologna. Uh, we have a Florabama white sauce, which is, you know, mayonnaise based with garlic and uh, horseradish that we really um, have found that our customers are really enjoying. And a lot of barbecue restaurants don't have that sauce. Oh, so. that's delicious. Yeah. I have to say it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So we have a huge smoker in the back and we're using cherry, hickory, oak and pecan woods. And everything is dry rubbed. Our chicken, our, we do brine the chicken. And then all the sauces on the side. But they're all different sauces, like regional sauces. So we have, you know, traditional tomato-based, spicy, and original, which is like a sweet barbecue sauce. And then we have a South Carolina mustard sauce, Eastern North Carolina vinegar, and then, as I said, our Alabama white sauce. So you can really kind of get a full experience of different regional barbecue. Absolutely. Now, I love your guys' mac and cheese. Is there any secret to it that you can share? Or, I mean, it's one of the best I've ever had. Well, I really like cavatappi <laughs> pasta. So it kind of, it looks like a pigtail almost. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that pasta, and the key is not to overcook it. And we use a beer cheese blend and we use shredded fresh uh, gouda. And then we have two different toppings. You can do panko with fresh parsley or we uh, make fried fried, uh, jalapenos that we put on top. So you can have either topping. And we won Best of the Bay for Best Mac and Cheese. So we're pretty proud of that. Oh, it's delicious. And you can't go wrong with fried jalapeno. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. And you guys do such a fantastic job around the holidays. I had one of your turkeys for Thanksgiving, and it was such a lifesaver because I just wasn't in in the, the mood this year to cook a turkey, and it was... Everyone that ate it just couldn't stop. It was delicious. (laughs) Yeah, we brine the turkeys and they get smoked, you know, with our pig powder dry rub. And then, you know, we had the nice uh, half pans, you know, of of sides and we made homemade gravy so that you could really enjoy the holiday rather than being, you know, at the stove the whole time, which I actually like. Um, You can (laughs) enjoy your family and then not have to uh, cook. And then we did... um, for Easter, we did prime rib, which went over really well, too. I know. I'm so sad I missed that. I ended up going to a dinner at some friend's house. But next time you guys have prime rib, I need to order it because it's <laughs> yeah, one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. 
So, so um, okay. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if you had to pick one place in, in the country for barbecue that has really just kind of left an impression on you, do you have one or are there several? Because I know you've well, traveled. Well, <laughs> I, 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 you know, near and dear to my heart is Gates Barbecue, and that's because I grew up with it. Not that, you know, it's the best barbecue, but I just love Gates Barbecue Sauce. I always have a bottle in my pantry, and it's, it's just near and dear to my heart because it's what I grew up with. Uh, but there are a lot of fantastic barbecue restaurants. When I was out in L.A. Um, in January, I tried Maple Block, which really they're doing a, a fabulous job out there. So there, there's a lot of great uh, barbecue all around the country. Yeah, there really is. I don't know if you've ever heard of R&R Barbecue based in Utah. Um, Ray Lampy actually was the one that told me about it. I have family out there and they were fantastic. I know they have a couple locations, but they were, I really enjoyed their, their barbecue was delicious. I've heard good things. I yeah. have not been to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Utah is actually one of my favorite places. I, I It's so beautiful. And yeah. the food scene is just really has been evolving so much out there. So yeah, I agree. I've heard a lot of good things about, um, you know, restaurants and, you know, expansions in Utah. So yeah. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Well, anyway, I just, I really wanted to thank you again for, you know, taking the time. I hope to come by this weekend because I've been, I've been craving your mac and cheese and my cravings go, they drive me insane because I can't stop thinking about it until well, I Well, I will be there as usual. And, um, you know, we are, you know, doing carry out and bringing food to your car if need be. And of course we have a lot of delivery, um, options. So, um, you know, please keep us in mind when you get a barbecue craving and we'll take care of you. Absolutely. You always take care of myself. And again, thank you for just being such a great person and bringing your talent to Tampa. Well, thank you for having me. I really sincerely appreciate it. And um, stay safe. I will. (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you everyone for listening to Forking Around Town, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast. You can find it anywhere you like to go for podcasts. And a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Forking Around Town. Have a great weekend, everybody. And thank you, Leanne. Thank you. This is an MJ Morning Show podcast quick fix on Radio Influence. Fester, what happened to you at Publix? You thought that you were about to be arrested. What's uh, Many supermarkets are doing the, the up and down one-way aisle deal. So you traipse through the store in a traffic pattern. And what do you do, Fester? It's not tough to do this. So you screwed it up and some <laughs> guy yelled at you and threatened to call the cops. What, what happened? So a small confrontation. And I kind of brought it on myself. Right. Publix has the little painter's tape for arrows. And I see it. I see a sign for it. I'm like, all right. No problem. I walk up one row, walk down the next, I skip a couple of rows. All right. So then, you're you're a good citizen and then something screws up, right? I get down a couple of rows later, refried beans. I'm looking to make a couple of uh, enchiladas. So I need some refried beans. I go down the uh, yeah. Mexican and international yeah, what, what food else, aisle. What else you looking to do? Stink up your house or what? I, I can see Fester with a gas problem. Oh, my God. Uh, you're going to go through those masks pretty quick. <laughs> N95s don't work for Fester's gas. I get down to the refried beans, and I didn't even know it. I'm going the wrong way. Oh, jeez. So another, I got another shopper in a mask covered. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm wearing that bandana like right. I told you. Yep. So I have my bandana on. He has his, like, 
blue uh, hospital just mask mask on and he goes you know they painted arrows on the floor so i look at him and i was like well what are you gonna do call the police and he goes you know they're arresting jackasses like you oh oh i'm like all right well well you know go go tell the police to look for me in the deli because i'll be there in about 10 minutes (laughs) that's probably where they can find me and i make my way over to the deli to get some nice boar's head cold cuts yeah Mm. in walks two sheriff deputies oh my god i know i i i was scared spitless The MJ Morning Show podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, mjmorningshow.com, and radioinfluence.com.